and welcome to this Happy Podcast. I'm Tom Branna, editor of Happy. With me today is Dr. Elsa Youngman, PhD, who has designed what she calls the first certified microbiome-friendly skincare regimen. Her eponymous line consists of cleanser and serum, each created with less than five ingredients. She urges consumers to take a less is more approach and to stop layering and start listening. Hi, Dr. Youngman. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Tom. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, so tell me, does the world need another skincare line, even a microbiome-friendly line? Well, to be honest, I wish we didn't have to launch more skincare because I think there are way too many skincare products today on the market. I think the observation came from the issue that today consumers are using way too many products filled up with way too many ingredients that are one of the causes of what we are observing with an increase of like skin sensitivity and reaction, for example. So I decided to launch my skincare brand that I would say is more like even a, more like a, a science biotech brand because what we do is trying to understand the root cause of the issue with, uh, with consumer products regarding reactivity and try to design new products that will actually help them to avoid triggering skin reaction and get a healthier skin over time. And, and you um, make a point of saying that your, your formulas only contain five ingredients. Can you talk a little bit about that? Why are there so few ingredients in your line? And also, why are there just two products in your line? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. And, and the way we've advertised a lot about the minimal ingredients in our formulation since we, we started the, the company, uh, my positioning there at first was, uh, because I realized when I was doing product development for other companies that formulations were filled up with a lot of ingredients that seemed honestly unnecessary regarding the percentage where they were at or really their any proof of efficacy. And I felt like we, in formulation, we tended up to always add more ingredients to get the perfect texture, the perfect smell, when, when in the end, even if it can be a nice sensorial experience for the customer, it's not helping their skin at all because each ingredient can have a, a reaction with our skin. And so it's very important to understand the purpose of each ingredient in the formulation and to also educate customers about this to really look at the label and not only look at a marketing claim or at an active ingredient. And the more I've been reading about either the skin microbiome or skin sensitivity, um, experts are always recommended the less is more. And it's extremely interesting because dermatologists for skin sensitivity, um, they all recommend to use no more than 10 to 15 inkeeper ingredients and to really try to avoid certain ingredients that co- can cause more reaction than others. So that was really my approach. And what was interesting is that for on, on a customer point of view, they really like the minimal approach because it's bringing way more transparency for them and it's much more easier for them to understand which ingredients are in the formula and why. And also for a sustainable point of view because you have to use less suppliers, you have to buy less raw material to, to create your formulation. And what are some of those ingredients in your formulas and what, and what benefits do they bring to skin? So we really tried to use uh, ingredients, and it, was, uh, it took a lot of time to research each of the ingredients we took because we wanted to make sure that first the supplier could provide enough data to make sure that the, the ingredients would be either good for the microbiome or the skin barrier or not at least damaged it. 
and it required a lot of like back office research before even ordering a sample to do a first product dev to, to do it. Today, some of the ingredients we like the most that we have in the product are, for example, the squalane, that is now quite a well-known oil that is like kind of mimicking a, a lipid that is in the sebum. And I think it's, uh, I really decided to focus on moisturizing at first uh, because having a good skin moisture really helps you to protect your, your skin barrier, but to do it with a product that is not too processed. And that's why we use a lot, uh, mostly oil-based uh, ingredients in all our formulations. So Squalane plays a big part in two of the three moisturizing serums we have. I also really like different oat active, whether it's oat oil or some oat extract, because they have a good track record regarding how they can benefit the skin barrier. Um, and for our cleanser, we focused on, uh, on, on different ingredients. That, that could help, for example, to, to clean the skin, but with moisturizing it at the same time and not stripping out uh, the skin, such as, for example, we have a, a refined avocado oil from a French supplier that is a, that is a very refined version with like uh, less colors and, uh, and less smell than a regular avocado. We also use a castor oil that showed good property for helping to clean so it can help us really decrease the percentage of emulsifier in the formulation. Uh, so each ingredient we, we've chosen was, was really highly researched in the back office before starting uh, the development. And you've mentioned a couple times that uh, people are looking for simpler um, routines. Why has there been such a move away from the K-Beauty type uh, skincare regimen? You know, I think it, this arrived by, by the observation that consumers are starting to understand that today we've never used so many products. And yes, our skin has never felt so worse, unfortunately. And the more I talked with other them experts, whether it's in the dermatological field or even in the science field on the microbiome part, everybody has the same observation. So I think that unfortunately, cosmetics have, have really been damaging our skin long term and doing a, a routine with like 10 different steps, starting by like double cleansing, exfoliating, using toners and essence. I don't think it's benefiting the skin at all, unless it's a medical provider who tell you to do it, but otherwise it's really not something uh, I would recommend. And, and that's why focusing only for us on like very gently cleaning and moisturizing was to kind of open the eye to the customer to show that they can get more with their skin by actually using less ingredients and less product, and, and not even with our own product. Uh, we do a lot of web educational webinars just to push customers to realize everything they are using and why, and understand them to read the label and understand the ingredients in the product to really ask themselves, why am I using that product? Like, I don't understand today on the market why there are serums and toners with super high amount of... Um, of the natural alcohol, for example. Like, I, I don't understand the benefits, and, and it, those are not medical products. So there, there's a lot of, of products I still don't understand on, on the market today that I think should not be there because it's, it's causing more harm than good for, for customer long term. You mentioned about educating um, consumers. Can you tell me a little bit more about your skincare quiz that you offer? Yes, we educate our customers through different uh, channels, I would say. And we try to offer really free educational content, uh, always free. We do a lot of webinars every month with either experts or myself discussing about, for example, skin minimalism, the skin microbiome, 
to really give them the tools to understand what, what they're doing with their skin. We also do a lot of blog posts. And recently, when we launched the company, we decided to introduce also a skin quiz to help customers understand what is the minimal regimen they would need. And for us as a company, to understand like who is the customer interested in our, in our product, in like a product for like more sensitive skin types with like minimal ingredients and microbiome friendly technology, like who would be interested by that and, and what are their major concerns. So as a company, it's also helping us a lot to do this quiz to understand who they are and make sure that we are developing and offering the best solution for, for them. And they take that quiz online, I guess, right? Yes, and you know we wanted to make it optional. I personally had an issue when you were only forced to go for a subscription or to buy an entire regimen because uh, maybe the customer just needs a moisturizer and has a pain with their current moisturizer. We don't want to push them to necessarily buy both the cleanser and the serum. Uh, so that's why they, they take the quiz. They can see which regimen is recommended for them. If they decide to go for the personalized regimen, we also beyond offering uh, their products, we also offer them some uh, personalized facial yoga routine that we developed uh, in-house with a, a facial yoga instructor for the past year. So it comes with a bit more like uh, perks, I would say. But they can also take the quiz, see what product seems to be best for them, and, and, and buy it outside the subscription to really know what's in the product and not buying the subscription where you're forced into it if you, let's say, you don't like your experience with the product or you don't need the product so often. Sure. And, and um, so from the quiz that your customers have taken, can you tell us a little bit about who is uh, the customer for your product? You know, what I would say what surprised me the most is that we actually have quite a, a very young crowd in people who, who take the quiz. I would say like more millennial, like uh, between 20 to 30 years old, and a lot of them are suffering from like skin breakout and acne. Uh, so that was that was a surprise for me because we we communicate more about moisturizing your skin, taking care of your skin barrier. We never communicate about acne or or product against breakout in what we do. But it seems that a lot of customers that perceive their, their, themselves as having sensitive skin actually seems to be suffering a lot from like acne, for example, caused by hormonal changes or skincare and they are looking for solutions. So that, that was something very interesting because I, I was not expecting that. I thought we would have like uh, more customer with like super dry skin looking for like super gentle solution, and that's not necessarily the case. And it's, you, you mentioned squalene before, um, and it's important for people to know that oil isn't what causes the acne, right? It's, it's the, the microflora on the skin. Yes, exactly, and, and that, that's, that's why, I mean, of course, we can, it can happen that people react to a product or breakout from it, and that's why we also sell a trial size, because I think it's very important to educate customers about patch testing and trying only on, on a small skin patch at first to make sure that they don't have any reaction they don't want with the product, even if we did all the safety tests before launching. Uh, I mean, someone who is like sensitive to a particular ingredient, even if it's like just squalane, it's maybe not for everyone. So it's important that customers are very careful with what they do when they want to switch routine, especially in the case when they have a reactive skin, and, uh, and, and be very careful in, uh, in this approach and, uh, and, and try it carefully at, uh, at first. But it's, uh, yes, 
you know, I was surprised to see that we have a lot of customers with more like acne-prone skin who are actually interested in the regimen because I thought they would not be interested by all base products right. at all. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a misnomer. Um, you mentioned before about some bad actors that you can find in a lot of, um, you know, mainstream skincare products. Are there any particular ingredients that you would never use in, a, in one of your formulas? Yeah, so the, the ingredients we decided to ban, and, and uh, so when we worked with our formulation chemist uh, that, that came on board for me, it was very, very important to explain that at first to make sure, like before we do any uh, test to prove that it's friendly to the microbiome, we need to make sure we use only microbiome-friendly products and only ingredients that could reinforce the skin barrier, whether it's the skin lipids, the stratum corneum, at first to make sure that it would not damage it. And for that, we decided to stay away from essential oils. Very important for us because I keep reading a lot of uh, reports about how uh, essential oils can be irritative and, uh, and also can be, uh, cause some allergies over time. Uh, and, and unfortunately, they are present sometimes even in sensitive skin products the, on the clean beauty side, I would say. So it was important to remove those for us. We decided also to stay away from any kind of fragrances, whether they are natural or not, to be radically transparent also with the customer about what's behind any ingredient we, we claim. And because I think fragrances are totally unnecessary for your skin, it's, uh, it's the opposite. And also we decided to stay away from anything harsh in terms of like a cleaning technology. So we chose some emulsifier or cleaning agents that were proven to be super gentle uh, for the skin. And the last ingredient we decided to really stay away from, and that was the most challenging, were preservative systems. I know preservatives are absolutely key uh, in, in, to avoid contamination, but today there are ways to remove or at least severely decrease the amount of preservative by ever doing what we do, doing anhydrous uh, formulation, where we completely remove the water and we always do like a water activity test to make sure that uh, bacteria or unwanted microorganism cannot grow in the formulation. And also, um, we could in the future, we are not doing it today, do more like a hairless or sterile system like some French companies are also doing with some new technologies where they are able to do preservative-free products even though they contain a high amount of uh, water. Uh, so that was something very important for me because the more I've been reading about the microbiome and sensitive skin, ingredients that are interfering with either the microbiome or the skin barrier function are actually the same. It's, it always comes back to like preservative, essential oil, fragrances, some alcohols, uh, some, uh, some harsh soap. It's, it, it's what comes from both the microbiologist and the derm expert. So it's very interesting. Yeah, I've, I've read that as well. So where are your products available and has the pandemic impacted your business? Yeah, that's a good question. Today, we sell only online for our website on drej.com. Uh, that's how we are able to do it. Like, we are, we are a small business, and when we, uh, when we launched in October, for us to be uh, directly available to the customer was very important, especially as a new company, to understand who the customer is, what are their needs, who is our community, to have this very close relationship. So, that's why we, uh, we decided to be a, a pure direct-to-consumer company. The pandemic affected us. Unfortunately, 2020 was a super challenging year. When the pandemic hit, we, were, we had just uh, 
moved in a new lab uh, at uh, NBC Biolab in, uh, in, in the dog patch in San Francisco, and we were continuing our product development research, but with the lockdown, by safety, we decided to completely shut down the lab for several months. So it, it, it impacted our, the speed of our product development, of course. And then we had a lot of safety tests. We had some RIPT tests ongoing that got interrupted in the US with the pandemic. So we, it delayed everything from several months until it could start again. So that was a, that was a big hit. And, and of course, also manufacturing time where uh, longer than, than usual, especially for our manufacturer to receive all the ingredients we needed for production, it, it took much more time than usual. So that, that hit us hard, like a lot of, uh, of small businesses. But it was at the same time a very special time to create, I think, more connection with our community online, to start doing those online events and webinars uh, where we were able to, to really connect closely with, um, with everyone who was already following the brand and it was interesting to get more educational content regarding skin health. So what, what are your plans then for 2021 as we head into the new year? Um, that's, a, that's a really good question. So on the back office, we've been working really hard on the skin microbiome project. So beyond developing new products where we are trying to invest uh, most of our time is really on now analyzing all the data we've collected so far and scaling up our uh, at-home uh, clinical research program we are doing on the, on the skin microbiome and uh, hopefully adding more, more elements to that at-home program. We will be announcing more about that uh, next year, early next year. So that's one of the big focus. The second uh, big uh, objective for us is really to continue to grow our community and to find uh, a new way to communicate all together as a as a group regarding our skin concerns and giving skin tips to try to find other web and just using Instagram or some Zoom webinar. That's a, that's a big milestone we have. And then we are, we are looking for some strategic partners, whether it's for retail or for like a brand partnership to partner together next year uh, in order to continue to build our, our brand awareness and to, uh, and to expand. So it's going to be really around the, the data, our community and, the, and strategic partnership. Yeah, I can, I can hear the excitement in your voice. It sounds like you're, you're ready for an exciting year. What makes you so passionate about skincare? You know, I, I, that, that's, a, that's a good question. I've been passionate about it since I was very young, even before going to college. I was really into skin research. I think it's because I had a, a toxic shock syndrome when I was 18. It's a bacterial infection, and I, I received a lot of antibiotic treatment at the time, and it made my skin super reactive. So I've been using all my life. I was growing up in Paris. I was using all those famous dermopharmaceutical brands at the time that I, that I really enjoy. And I have always been super careful with what I was, I was using on my skin. And when I went to college, I, I really wanted to study the skin, uh, but more really on the lab research part, not really on the derm side. So that's why I did my, my PhD in the field. And I would say that when I was 25, I was really lucky to work with a, a famous dermatologist called Howard Maybach at UCSF. Sure. And uh, he's the person who inspired me to do research and to go to my PhD. At the time, I thought I would only, uh, you know, I would do a master and maybe work in, in, in marketing. And uh, I decided to, to do my PhD after doing some uh, research on the, on the skin barrier with him because I, I, I began, yeah, very passionate about the skin barrier subject. Uh, to realize that our skin is such an important organ and 
a lot of it comes to this tiny barrier called the stratum corneum that can have so much impact. And I was a lot into pharma too. I think it's very interesting to think about all the new way to deliver drugs through the skin and not necessarily through the oral administration. I thought it was very interesting to see all the innovation that could be done through the skin, whether it's cosmetic, uh, medical development, there's so much to do. And, and now with the microbiome, it's like, it's a, it's a new, uh, new door also that opened with so many innovations that can be made to help uh, everyone with their health. And I would say even now, my, my new patient beyond the microbiome or really the hormonal changes in, uh, in women, because the more I talk to our communities, the more I realize that most of their skin issues come from hormonal changes. And there has been very, very little research done on that. So I think there's, there's a lot we need to learn to develop the best solution for our customer. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. There certainly is a lot to learn uh, still with the skincare and uh, the microbiome and hormones and, and so many other things that go into a successful product. Well, good luck to you, Dr. Youngman, and thanks again for joining me today. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for your question. You've been listening to Happy Podcasts. To hear more, visit happy.com, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, or wherever you listen to podcasts.